All right, here we go. Welcome to the Woodward's Filmcast with Mitch Haba and Colin Ward. Let's go and make the greatest movie ever. Yeah. All right. Camera. What the hell is going on? What a piece of junk. That's really not the case here. This is a great script. Look, here's the mic. Now you talk, toys. Here's your host, Kale Davidoff. I'm kind of glad that we saw a movie um, that was on demand this week because I, I kind of wasted my money. And I, I would show, I didn't waste my money, but I, I saw Nice Guys again like two nights after we saw Nice Guys. And I really would have seen it a third time again. I was like very close to doing it. I, I think that movie's genius. I can't, it's resonated with me a lot. And I've been like listening to the soundtrack and I've been telling the jokes to everyone and we're all I went with my friends on Saturday night and everyone's thought it was like one of the best comedies in a while so nice yeah you guys I didn't see it again you still no. reeling from it or is it a forgotten memory it was been, fourth at the box office we all I think we, you guys called that it was not gonna do well I thought it was fifth I thought it was it was debatably fifth I think it was like uh, Jungle Book got like 11 it got 11.4 uh, I think Jungle Book is still like doing well mm-hmm. yeah Colin people love that movie that's weird <laughs> I mean, I liked it, but people love that movie. Yeah, um, you know, you said um, Angry Birds wasn't going to be number one. But I didn't think it was. Was it? Yeah, yeah. it was. No. But it didn't do well. Like it didn't do what? It didn't do like Pixar numbers yeah. or, like, or Lego movie. That's numbers. true. Still, um, a kids they movie. probably wanted it to do. Yeah. Um, yes, we are here. It's hot again. Ugh, oh, Gavald. Um, we are here on the Woodward's Filmcast, your Detroit podcast for film, TV, news, and discussion. My name is Kale Davidoff. I'm here as I am every week with my friends. Mitch Haba. And Colin Ward. Me, Colin and Mitch, we get together every week. We see a movie and we talk about it in depth. Um, last week, as I said, we, we saw the nice guys. Uh, this week, we uh, opted to switch it. We switched it up. We didn't, we didn't go to a theater and see one. We watched this HBO movie called All the Way with... Um, What's his face? Brian Cranston. Oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> Melissa playing, Leo. Playing who? LBJ. Yes, Lyndon Lyndon B. Johnson. LeBron James. LeBron James, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, yes, HBO movie, so we watched that. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but before we get there, we're going to talk some uh, movie and TV news. Um, I, I want to I I talk to you guys about this because, I, like I said, I didn't see The Nice Guys a third time. I was very close. Instead, uh, I opted to uh, hang out with Liz and watch watch her catch up on the HBO shows on Sunday night, oh, yeah. which I don't watch, which of those three is, is um, Game of Thrones, Silicon Valley, and Veep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, the latter of which I have seen other seasons and love, I just am not caught up. Veep? Yeah, I'm not caught yeah. up. But yeah. we, those are hilarious, by the way. Mm-hmm. Love I, Those episodes are amazing. Um, but I watched my second Game of Thrones episode from start to finish. It's a tough one to watch. So man. my first one was last season's finale. <laughs> And my second one was was uh, was this last one that was creating a lot of buzz on the internet. What did you, first of all, what did you guys think? Spoilers, no spoilers, but what did you think of, of Game of Thrones this week? Because uh, you guys are big fans, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't read the books, but I'm a huge so fan the of the show. show. Yeah. yeah, that was an emotional one. I don't think I've ever <laughs> cried during Game of Thrones, and that one got me. Wow, yeah. it's interesting because I didn't I didn't cry or anything. I kind of saw it coming when it started to happen. Um, but the whole like paradox that it's kind of opened up has been really interesting to think about and other things that it may apply to, um, that I don't want to talk about because I'll talk about with other people later, but, uh, for it being your second episode to watch, <laughs> like you're gonna watch the other seasons and you're gonna be like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, you like, know what? Things are a, gonna make too much. It was sense a pretty good episode you. to watch because there's this whole like ten minute section in the middle of the show where they're like performing past episodes. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. And I was like, yeah. oh, I like turned to everyone in the room like I'm caught up. I got it. <laughs> I know exactly. You guys told me all these people's names and now I, I see what's right. happening. Yeah, um, but you know for. For not, I'll say as a not Game of Thrones fan, meaning I just haven't watched it. I'm not against it or anything. Um, that was a, a wildly impressive episode of a TV show in the sense that, like, I could piece together what was going on, and it was as emotional. I think for me, at the end of that, like, it, that was a gut wrenching ending for characters I had no idea about. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty impressive on their part. Now I bring it up because, you know, and I noticed right after the the episode that. Just everyone on Facebook and Twitter is like posting basically, basically, 
basically the uh, spoiler. Spoiling. I mean, there's no way you couldn't read into the context of, of what people are right. saying, character's name. Um, and I ask you guys, as someone who people who watch the show every week, I mean, what is your what are your spoiler etiquettes when it comes to a TV show as big as this? And do you guys make it because of that? Do you make an effort to see it right away because of spoilers? I don't make an effort to see it right away. I do make an effort to avoid social media until I see it, though. Um, I mean, I understand why people like want to do that. They want to talk about an episode that they probably just watched with one other friend or by themselves, and they want to they want to talk about it. I they understand get, yeah. like posting on Facebook and like getting comments about it. That's fine. I just try to avoid it. So you think it's on the viewer to stay away from social media? It absolutely is. All right. Yeah. Niche. It's a little both. Um, Sunday night, I got home pretty late. And um, I was like, ah, I don't know if I should watch it. It's really late. It'll be an hour till I can go to bed. And then, but then I thought about like, there's no way I'm going to be able to avoid social media. Like, right. there's just no way yeah, in our impossible. in our day and age, like you can't avoid it. And it's not just your friends spoiling it. It's the Hollywood Reporter. It's Variety. It's New York Times. Yeah, it's all, every yeah. single thing. Put, Post the review, AV Club. They all post something about the show, and it completely spoils it for me. So uh, I decided to watch it that night because it's like I can't. I'd rather watch it now. Um, so, I, yeah. so I, my thing is, people who complain about spoilers, like, first of all, what do you expect? I mean, the show people has been gonna, on for the show has been on for six years, and right. everybody is watching it. You really think that people are going to adhere to spoiler law and not? like spoil it i mean right. come on i mean do you guys have issues with spoilers in general i mean so you know i know people that don't care like you can tell them what happens at the end of a movie and they really it like doesn't affect the way they enjoy the movie are either of you guys like the i mean i kind of want to know the least about a movie before yeah. i go in and see Same. it yeah ideally i like to have you know a fresh mind when i'm going into it but right. i mean again like if something's like executed well and done and just made well it's you can still whether appreciate that, i get yeah. spoiled of it won't be the determining factor of whether I enjoy something or not. Right. Because I'll say for me, eventually I'm going to watch this show and I know what happens to half of it. You know what I mean? Right. Because like I, I see it posted every Sunday. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, and some of the spoilers in Game of Thrones are so are now like in the canon of pop culture, like the Red Wedding mm-hmm. and a bunch of stuff. Like there's no way you can get away from it. Yeah. But for movies, like I had Star Wars, The Force Awakens spoiled for me. Yeah, I remember that. And yeah. that was pretty disappointing, but it was still executed really well where I enjoyed myself but yeah for movies like that i do not want to be spoiled because i want to enjoy it like right then and there surprise, surprises. yeah i want to be I mean, surprised. surprises are gimmicks but they're also an emotional yeah like you have an emotional response to something you didn't see coming mm-hmm. you know? right um you know chris hardwick of nerdist so he posted a picture of like a funny picture of like poop i'm not kidding it was like a poop animation and someone commented and just said and they were just like hey chris like you need to tell the nerdist to not post uh, Game of Thrones spoilers five minutes after the episodes aired and cool ass Chris Hardwick responded in that thread to this person and said um, you know I'll talk to the people at the Nerdist and double check and make sure we're not we're, we're posting material respectively but you know he says uh, from his own experience if, if the show is potentially spoiled he's going to stay off of social media and you know they have to report the news and nerd news and nerd news is spoilers. Some I mean, people right. want to talk and about some it. Some people want yeah. to talk about it. That's right. what he kind of says here. So he's like, well, they'll try to make an effort to be responsible about it. You know, not maybe not in the thumbnail or whatever, but you know, that these people's job, you know, talk about Hollywood reporter and AV club and they got to talk about it. That's how they get yeah, people to come to their site. So clicks words, pay man. Yes, clicks do pay. Well, that was interesting. One day, guys, I'll get caught up, and we'll just have a Game of Thrones discussion. Ooh, that mean, was very impressive. I enjoyed myself a lot watching that episode. So Yeah, well, when you start watching it, you'll be done with it in like three weeks. So. Yes, <laughs> so maybe this fall. I'm, I'm going to plan on it. Yeah, this right fall, when I finish Jesus. The Wire Season 5. Um, <laughs> hey, but there's more than, than, than Game of Thrones news out there. Colin, the Con Film Festival... Yeah, is is it? It's, it's, I don't it know. Was it, last week or is it still it, going? I think it ended yesterday. For someone who's going to be submitting his film to film festivals, I know very little about it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's it's like the most prestigious, but like the most ridiculous in my opinion. Snooty. Yeah, I mean it's just because, and I think we touched on this last year. French. There's so it's an international film festival, so there's so many movies that I would just will never be able to see. Yeah, right. So it's frustrating, but um. There's a lot of really acclaimed directors that always show up, and it's always interesting. But um, 
This year was kind of like low key. Yes. Come on in. Oh, Chinese food. <laughs> this year was kind of low key in the way where I didn't really realize it was happening until it was halfway over. Yeah. And I didn't see much being written about it until, you know, yesterday when all the stuff started coming out, the winners and everything. Yeah. And so then I looked up who was, who was the bit, the big like premieres of this. And last year, you know, the coming out of can, we had Carol, which everyone was talking about, which we talked about and Mad Max, which everyone was talking about, which premiered on the same day that it premiered. At right. Um, this year there's, not a lot of like buzz of things that are coming out. I heard there were a lot of good movies, but none that were stunning. Um, yeah, I didn't hear. I didn't hear anything. What What is the biggest? I mean, what's the? I biggest mean, thing? they're the biggest directors that premiered, and this, these aren't even like. I mean, they're good directors, but they're not like. Not your typical can. Yeah, like. um, Nicholas Rinding Rafen, Xavier Dolan, Pedro Almodarvor. Almodovar. That's it. Aldomavar. I don't know. The Dardine brothers, Jim Jarmusch. Um, Dardine. Woody Allen. Woody Allen, but he's always there. <laughs> and I never know. If I his, heard the movie's good. That's I never like, know oh, if his stuff is, is in competition or if it's just it's premiering, just there. premiering there. Yeah. I heard. I heard his movie's good. Mm-hmm. It's got Kristen Stewart in it, doesn't it? Yeah. I well, like Kristen Stewart. I'm like the only person who happens to like her when she's in serious roles. But I never saw Clouds of Sils Maria. Mm-hmm. She's supposed to be great in that. Yeah. So. But there, there were 21 films in competition this year. Uh, Only 21, wow. Yeah. The um, grand prize went to I, Daniel Blake, which is um, a film from the UK. That one. Um, I, Daniel Blake. Oh, I should mention, too, that the, um, the jury was headed by George Miller, which was oh, exciting. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, also on the jury, Kirsten Dunst, Donald Sutherland, um, Mads Ma- Malekin. Mickelson. But, yeah. Uh, he was on there. I know too. who you're talking about. Um, yeah, yeah. But Mischief. the other big thing that I noticed out of out of Cannes was the critics were vastly different than the the jury. The films that the critics praised as being the best of the festival got no recognition at the jury. Hmm. And one of the films that was the most universally panned by critics, which was Xavier Dolan's uh, "It's Only the End of the World," one of the worst reviewed movies out of Kansas here, got second place. So. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> <laughs> That's strange. But um, other ones that I, ones that caught my eye were um, the Salesman by Asghar Faradi, who did a separation a few years ago, oh, which was a fantastic that. movie. I that never one saw that I heard that was very good though. That one for screenplay and for best actor wasn't a separation nominated for best picture too. Something in the Oscars. Right? It won. Well, it was it won, it won foreign, foreign, but I thought I don't know about oh. that. It was nominated for screenplay. I'm thinking of the other one, oh. uh, that the French one that came out a couple of years ago. It was also nominated for best picture. L'Amour was it? Oh, Amour. Yeah, yeah. Um, what other ones <laughs> caught my eye? That was the major one. Um, I heard Nicholas Rindenreifen's movie is pretty good. Um, is it? I never saw. I never saw God Only Forgives, <laughs> um, but I heard it was terrible. Yeah, so, I heard it's much better than that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, it was like he made Drive, which everyone just... Yeah, I loved Drive. Yeah. I thought it was amazingly well made. And uh, then he came out with another one where it was like, instead of Ryan Gosling saying, I drive, it's, you want to fight? <laughs> just keep him saying <laughs> as little Gosling as possible. Yeah. yeah. And there's like a weird ancestral relationship with his like mother mm-hmm. in it. Nice. Didn't bother to see it. <laughs> no. Didn't sound that but, interesting. I don't know, to, me. It's, to me, there was there was no film that critics or jury members were like fawning over like they were last year, yeah, and the year before. So, am I excited to see some of these movies? Of course. Will I ever get the chance to see them? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, feel, I mean, I'm sure the Woody Allen one will be able. Yeah, we'll yeah. see that, and I'm sure the Drive guy. I'm sure that'll mm-hmm. be available somewhere. It seems like every three years we get a, good a, a decent movie. to good Woody Allen movie. Yeah. yeah. I love Midnight in Paris. That's oh, my shit. Fantastic. Yeah, it's yeah. an amazing movie. Blue Jasmine was good. Mm-hmm. Seen that? Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll be the judge. We will. And jury. <laughs> and execution. Yes. Speaking of judging. Judging. We like to judge things that we haven't seen yet. Yeah. Every once in a while, we do a little trailer roundup. 
What better way to judge a movie by looking at its marketing trailer? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, Mitch, what you got? We had a few trailers this week. A tale as old as time. Oh my God! This <laughs> this this one. Yes, Beauty and the Beast is just released its teaser trailer, um, live action teaser trailer. So instead of animated, it's going to be part animated <laughs> right, this is the jungle book thing it's CG. the cinderella thing yeah yeah. yeah yeah we're gonna get one of these every year for the next yeah. 40 years starring emma watson as bell and ewan mcgregor as uh lumiere and um the trailer really shows us nothing except the wilting rose and uh some castle action some castle stuff mm. that ballroom where they dance in yeah uh, uh-huh. yeah mm. There's a soft piano in the little background soft, playing. It's, uh, it's not a trailer in 2015, 2016 without some soft piano in the right? background. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It seems like a lot of people are going to be excited for this. I think people are Thoughts? excited for this. Um, uh, my first thought is that Emma Watson is in this and Emma Thompson is in this. Oh, no. But Where's Emma Roberts? Emma Stone. Where the Emma is? Where the Emma is? <laughs> Um, no, I mean, it, it looks cool. Um, I, I guess the, the first thing you want to see is the Beast, right? That's like the big right. reveal, right? Yeah, who's playing Beast? I don't even know. Who is playing Beast? Mm. Let's look at this cast. Let's look at this cast. Um, what's the movie called? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> that got you out of all the jokes? <sighs> you know. Um, it's all about timing, Kale. Emma Watson as Belle, Ewan McGregor as Lumiere, Luke Evans as Gaston, okay. Dan Stevens as Beast. Who is Dan oh, Stevens? Oh, he's from uh, Downton Abbey. Oh. Gotcha. Oh. Uh, we also got Ian McKellen as Cogsworth, Emma Thompson, like I said, as Mrs. Potts, Josh Gad as LeFou. Uh-huh. Who else we got? Stanley Tucci is Cadenza. This is where I stopped knowing the characters. Who? I don't know. Kevin Klein is Morglise. Which uh, wow! This, I mean, that's an incredible cast. Yeah, it is. Um, Callan, you have a you have a special connection to this musical, don't M- you? Minor. Which wait, do we know? Is this going to be full on musical, or is it going to be like semi, like Jungle Book? Oh. We would all be upset if it's not full on musical, right? Yeah, because because this one is the music. Yeah, I really like uh, some of the songs. The Gaston song is my favorite. Right. And there's not even like that many songs in the animated. Yeah, it's not film, so it's right. not like it would be like full. Bl- Bard, Les Miserables, right? Musical, right, right? Just a sprinkle of a, a classic song every now and then. They got it. They got it. The song. If you don't do Tale as Old as Time, you're fucking something up. Right. You know? Right. So, anyways, you 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 were in Sleeping Beauty or Beauty and the Beast. I I got the name <laughs> wrong. Beauty. After all that. Correct. I was. Yeah. So, does this? Do you you have a? Is, are you excited for this? To, in, in a way that someone else wouldn't be like. Do you like that show? Well, in the esteemed. West Bloomfield High School yes, production of, of yes. Beauty and the Beast. Um, I'm told world renowned. I'm told it was the it was the most they've ever packed into that theater it was ever. Really crowded, yeah. Um, Besides a movie called Staff Infection that <laughs> came out a year later. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I love the musical and I love the um, the stage version of it too. There are a lot more songs and yeah. always a really beautiful set. Um, it was actually just here at the Fox Theater too, which is oh, cool. which is fun, but um. It's it's a great show. It's one of my favorite Disney movies. Um, it's classic. Yeah, is it? Your, is it one of your favorites, Mitch? No, I feel like it. it I don't know. Maybe I was just too into Aladdin and Lion King growing up. Well, Lion King's I, the best. Yeah, well, everyone knows that. Beauty and the Beast. Is I, yeah, I was a Maloon Maloon guy. <laughs> you know, Beauty and the Beast. You know, Beauty and the Beast was up for Best Picture. I know. Yeah, it was back in nineteen eighty-eight or eighty-nine. First or one. I yeah, it's the first. 90, it was the first. It? Yeah, and then. That was before they had animated feature right. category. But Toy Story was the one who pushed the yes, animated feature. Yes, yes. Um, I was always a Mulan guy. Girl. Gender bending. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What other trailers we got? Um, Sing. Did you guys see that? Yeah. So this is the Illumination, right? Is right. That, that it's uh, DreamWorks. DreamWorks. And yeah. um, it, it seems like Disney... Well, it seems like DreamWorks saw Disney was making Zootopia, and they're like, "Get me the most pandering script <laughs> that you can get that includes anthropomorphic animals well, living in a town together." Let me defend them for a second because they did at the same time as Zootopia. They did do this uh, Secret Life of Pets. Did that come out? Not no. yet. No. Nope. Is that coming out? Yeah. Ever? 
Okay. I'm more excited. I saw the that trailer was, like a year ago. Yeah, I know, that but movie. that was the same production schedule, so it's not right. like they're. I think they're more copying their own formula in a way. Mm. But but you just okay, we disagree. Yeah. I I want to say I've never seen Despicable Me's. I've never seen like I don't I don't watch the DreamWorks movies, so I don't. How to Train Your Dragon is How really good. Right. Shrek? Like, I heard that's great. Like, Shrek. I mean, yeah, Shrek, of course, but. I haven't seen How to Train Dragon, Kung Fu Pandas. I haven't those seen are those. okay. Those are the animation seen... is really impressive in Kung Fu Panda. I've heard. Just saying. Despicable yeah. Me is really <laughs> good. No, I've heard. I've heard there's all good minions. I heard they're great. No, minions not good. <laughs> okay. Minions is for children. All right, but so this is the same people. And what do you you what, you think? It's a it's a Zootopia. I, there was pandering. nothing in this trailer that looked like that really impressed me. It was just a bunch of pop culture references and like callbacks and pandering like i said it, it didn't do anything for me and i'm um, do not want to see it my biggest thing like with, at least with zootopia like they made use of the fact that they were animals this i was watching it i'm like why are these animals yeah why like, are they animals this could just be with humans right, <laughs> right. um so this is a, a movie about a guy who's losing his theater and he decides to have a singing contest a koala to kale or oh, sorry a koala <laughs> not a guy um not a guy a koala matthew um, mcconaughey i guess it's great cast, I'll say. But right. I, I'll say the, the trailer, two things stuck out to me. It was a really long trailer in a weird way. It was like three and a half minutes or something. Yeah. What? I mean, how much can we have to see of this? <laughs> yeah. My other thing is, I'm a guy who, like, every year I want to see more musicals. And we don't get them ever. And when we do, it's this kind of stuff, which is basically like the glee effects. Yeah, it's not which musical. Is, which it's is, just they're just singing songs, songs that yeah. are already existing. And yeah. I hate that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, you I got some good agree. look at Reese Witherspoon, Nick Offerman, Matthew McConaughey, Scarlett Johansson, Seth MacFarlane, John C. Riley. They can all sing. Nick, Nick Kroll. Yeah. Who, uh, I don't I know if he Nick, can sing, but I, I don't think Nick Kroll can sing. Jay Farrow. The, these are. Good, I'm, yeah, I'm excited to hear these people do what they can do. Good comedians, but they're and going to be singing. Lady Gaga, you know, yeah, Lady Gaga. I mean, but I'd rather hear Lady Gaga sing Lady of Gaga. Course, Why do right. I need to hear a, a Seth MacFarlane mouse sing Lady Gaga? Uh, <laughs> right. I don't know. I kind of could be. A... <laughs> well, I would like I'm to kidding. see. I would like. You know, what my dream movie is 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 Sound of Music, starring Seth MacFarlane and Lady Gaga. I want them to redo it with those two, or or the way that Fox and NBC does like the live action musicals. They already did Sound of Music. Oh, did they? Yeah. yeah, this is the first one. That's in town. Yeah, I know. Mm. Let's go. At the Where? Fisher. At the Fisher? Fisher? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. What? Those Von Trapps. Who was, who was on tour that live? I thought Carrie it Underwood. Carrie Underwood. Oh. Yeah, it was Carrie Underwood, yeah. <laughs> or was it uh, Kelly Pickler? No, no, it was Carrie Underwood. Okay. Yeah, it was Carrie Underwood. Because um, everyone's like, the whole cast of this is, is really great. Carrie Underwood is community theater at best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Ouch. Uh, Ouchie. Um... Yeah, yeah, that looks pretty. Bad. It looks bad good, to me. But it'll and, probably make a lot of money. But it was also a trailer that pretty much gave you the whole story and told you the message straight up front. Which Whereas is, Zootopia which didn't tell what? you anything. Wait, what is went, the message? Sing. And, it was like, don't you, ever tell yourself you can't do something. Yeah, follow your dreams, kill. Yeah. How many times have we heard when that? When I try to follow my dreams, <laughs> I've heard that singing. enough. <laughs> when I, I never, it never works out for me. When I try to follow my dreams of singing, why is that? People just tell me to sit down and cut me off at the bar. You, no, you gotta no. get out of sneakers. And then they, and then they give me no, my maybe shirt. that's a sign. Then they give me my shirt back, and I go home and cry. <laughs> um, what other? We got a couple other trailers, right? Uh, yeah, two more. Be patient, guys. Finding Dory. Speaking of animated movies, but ones that have a little more uh, respect behind them. Um, Finding Dory. <laughs> DreamWorks, DreamWorks Pixar divide. Yeah, right. What <laughs> Jack Black say? You want to make money? You work for Dream, DreamWorks. You want to win an Oscar? You work for Pixar. Yeah. yeah. Um, Pixar, find, Pixar. Finding Dory, the ten-year-plus sequel to Finding Nemo. I don't know. It looks pretty good to me. Looks good. I mean, yeah. I'm into it. It looks. I think pretty. a better question. Do you think there's like? Do you think there's a good? A better chance that this could be in the like like Monsters University category of Pixar, or do you think this is going to be like Toy Story three category of sequels? You know what I mean? I don't know yet. Like, I kind of from watching these trailers, I'm like, like it looks good. It just doesn't. Nothing's really grabbing me yet, other than like making references to Finding Nemo, which I recently saw for the first time like, oh. last year. No, oh, that's not oh. recent. <laughs> I think in the grand scheme of okay. when people have seen Finding Nemo, that is very recent. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think this. If, if I was gonna bet on a, on a Pixar sequel to not do if it was well critically, that it might be this one. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like we could get a really surprise um, anti um, pollution. M- well, pollution and anti um, like Sea World vibe from this. Oh movie. yeah, I guess like, like really yeah, surprise, yeah. like, like really heavy hitting on that, right. which could be really it, awesome. Which seems to be their like Disney and Pixar's like. Mo these days is Messages, try to try to be yeah. real, yeah, real, real. I was gonna say if it teaches kids about marine wildlife and like pollution, like the horrible pollution that the ocean faces, then uh, yay! And if people see it, yay! Because seems like movies are the only thing that will convince people to do anything nowadays. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> you know, on that note, you know what's very, you know what, what demographic is really underrepresented in film is lakes. I mean, you yeah, don't see right. movies about lakes. No movies take place in like. Why can't we have a Great Lakes animated movie? You know? Nobody wants to see some trout and bass. Trout like, and bass talk, are all talking awesome. to each other. <laughs> Not so White colorful. Fish? Sheephead, you know. Bluegill. One day. The mussels. A sturgeon, that are away. maybe. Aren't, what's the the mussels that got into the lake? It's Zebra mussels. That's right. Mm. Uh, there was also. Um, oh, why am I drawing a blank? Uh, gobies, gobies, yeah, yeah, and Russian Goober fish. Gobies. We this is maybe if may offend some people, but we were told. Go on, <laughs> we were told that gobies. Mitch has a hot take on we gobies. Were to, <laughs> we were told that go, gobies are invasive species, and they're eating food that perch would rather be eating. That you know, perch are native species. So when you caught a goby, you were supposed to kill it, and what we would do. <laughs> Is we take them and whip them as hard as possible at the ground. Well, you're supposed to kill it. It was fun. <laughs> oh, you mean you literally? Yeah. Do. Oh, I thought you were like like literally. we as a society. We, like, no, but we were yes. taught to grab them. And, oh, no, well, that's, fishermen that's were fishermen were told to kill them to and, make sure they're dead and use them as bait. Right. Even Show if no they were mercy. Small enough. Yeah. yeah, but teach we would, them a lesson. They would, they would hand them. <laughs> you, you guys are hanging gobies by the trees on the side <laughs> of the lake. It says no gobies. Yeah. <laughs> they're all fleeing. Ruskies to the stay out. Uh, <laughs> No, but yeah, we were told. There's your Pixar movie. Right. <laughs> Invasive species. Finding Gobi. <laughs> oh, there it is. Yeah. But, so, uh, you know, looking back, it's like, I'm surprised I was so eager to just kill a fish like that. But hey, if it was killing all the other fish, it's that, that theory. Would you push someone in front of a train to save? Yes, yes, I will push others? them. <laughs> oh, You're like really testing them. your morality here with the fish thing. Yeah, with a simple minded fish. Yeah. Um, from one uh, expanse of nature to another, <laughs> space, space, Star Trek Beyond. Um, a few, well, a couple months ago, a few months ago, maybe even longer than that. We got a trailer for Star Trek Beyond that mm. nobody seemed to like. It had Beastie Boys fans had a, liked it. I think. <laughs> yeah, but that song was in the first movie, and it's like, what? So we're getting this song again with Star Trek. Yes. And it was like all action packed and had dumb lines in it and stuff. And this one actually kind of, this new one came out recently and it actually kind of set things up a little better and made it seem like a more interesting story than just like hot people fighting in space. Right. So, so it's a little, a little more of the classic slow burning. Yeah. Like it seems, but I mean, we're still going to get, you know, Justin Lin movie. Right. right. We're, we're still going to get that. But I liked some of the themes and some of the lines that I heard in it. So, yeah. Colin, you watched it right before the recording. I did. Here. What did I you? Did. What did you think? You know, I'll I'll, I'll see it. <laughs> <laughs> I I gotta I gotta say, God, I have the same response to this trailer as you do, and, and this isn't like the Star Wars geeking me or anything. But I have no hot take on this. I just at the trailer. Yeah, it's a yep. trailer. It doesn't get me pumped. It doesn't show me anything different. No. I'm just like, okay. New director. <laughs> New director. Different. Idris Elba with like his... You, oh, is that get, him? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Which is cool. That is I like, cool. I always like him with his natural voice, which mm-hmm. is good because you don't really get that a lot. Um, he, plays I, a lot he plays a lot of Americans or yeah, even yeah. Luther is not really his real English voice. Mm. Um, I... Uh, I was just so disappointed in Into Darkness that I'm just hoping that this one is better. Yeah. It took me a while to realize that Into Darkness was a really bad it's movie. It's not good. It's <laughs> it's that, really yo, watching that the October before Star Wars came out scared the shit out of me. Ooh. I, I was like, uh 
I liked Into I Darkness. Hope JJ doesn't do this. You should watch it again. I think we've had we've had this conversation <laughs> we like have four had, times. We've, we've had this conversation. I like it. Whatever. It's not bad. I enjoyed you, myself you, watching. I know, it. but have you seen? What? You should watch Wrath of Khan. No, I don't want to watch that. You should, but it's, it's it, better. It's, it's, no, it's, I don't know if it's. I don't. I think Wrath of Khan is like overrated, but it's in like it's the same movie like a lot of it is but so that but doesn't matter whether switched. I like a Star Trek movie from a few years ago or not I find yeah. I that doesn't hurt people from liking Force Awakens yeah yeah but I find I find Wrath of Khan much more um, emotional and it's ending is more emotional and hard hitting than Into Darkness Into Darkness has that moment and then it's just like nope everything's all good <laughs> You know, yeah, it's, it's it's not perfect, but did I have a fun time in those action sure. sequences and looking at people flying through space with lens flares? Of course. <laughs> All right then. Benedict Cumberbatch was great. I mean, I liked him as Khan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cumber yeah. dumper. Cumber dumpster. <laughs> Come on, grow up, you two. That's Benedict a good joke. Dean you can tell your grandma that joke. Yeah. <laughs> nice, clean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Family humor. Speaking of things uh, you would watch with your grandparents, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the movie. We're done with trailers, right? Yes. Yeah, All right. Let's get into the movie of the week. Um, we saw, as I said earlier, we didn't go out to the theater. We watched it <clears> at our <throat> home. This is the future of movies, guys. No, I'm just kidding. HBO has been doing HBO has been doing this for way. years. This is an HBO made-for-TV movie called All the Way, um, with uh, Brian Cranston as Lyndon B. Johnson. Um, this is a it's a adaptation from the stage play that he was in, and Frank Langella was in that, right? Oh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Is that the not stage true? Play, no. I don't think so. No, oh, I thought he was. Was it only? Is is? <clears throat> does anyone know off the top of their head? Was Brian Cranston the only one in this that did it on stage? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. Maybe it yeah. is. I looked. It up. It? Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Cool. I did my research. Um, so, yeah, I I didn't. <laughs> um, anyway, I did my research on that movie mm-hmm. by watching it. <laughs> uh, this is uh, it's a movie that's uh, about Lyndon B. Johnson's presidency that centers around um, the well, Civil Rights Act and the also first year of his presidency. Yeah, right? and and also um, the beginning of the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess let's just get into it. There's there's not really you know. There's going to be spoilers, I Initial guess, thoughts. because it's history. <laughs> spoilers, yeah. Um, <laughs> Guys, just want to let you know, Civil Rights Act, it passes. It passes. We go to Vietnam, Vietnam people it happens. die. Yes. It's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, spoilers. <laughs> and they spoil the end of it. The end of it, there's a little title card about his, the end of his yeah. presidency, yeah. so they don't even leave it up for Did a Did you sequel. know Martin Luther King dies? Wow. Um, where are they now? <laughs> where are they now? <laughs> Let's go around with our first thoughts on this film. Um Mitch, you want to go first? Sure. You're a big history buff. What do you think of this movie? I am a big history buff, um, and I don't know a ton about his presidency, so this was kind of fun to watch because, yeah. from what I understand, uh, a lot of the you know they record conversations in the Oval Office, and they record conversations, uh, as we know from Nixon, they Scandal. record all conversations. <laughs> um, so hearing a lot of the conversations and scenes take place was fun and interesting because this guy was kind of crazy. Um, I don't, I, I liked, you know, I, his performance is amazing. I thought he did a great job, but I think this movie is way overstuffed and um, I didn't really, I, yeah, I thought it was overstuffed and it didn't have much of a focus um, to me. There were There was just too much stuff being thrown in that uh, was interesting, but never had a payoff. Like stuff with J. Edgar Hoover, yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff with um, McNamara. It just kind of, and then the, it, there's you know narration throughout that was kind of confusing. I we'll talk about it, but I I just didn't really. I don't know LBJ enough to know if this is an accurate portrayal of him because yeah. <laughs> he seems like a lunatic. <laughs> so yeah, gone. Yeah. Um. It's kind of like the Selma prequel, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> right. um, I, I mean, I think the star of this movie are the performances. I think all the performances are really good. It's just Brian Cranston really, you know, overshadows. And I don't think it's that's a bad thing at all. But he's the definitely the most memorable one. Um, he really dominates the film. I think, And I think he's doing a fantastic job not only delivering the rousing speeches, but nailing comedic moments which i found surprising mm-hmm. um and also being you know kind of an asshole and kind of 
not afraid to show his vulnerability and his weakness at times. So I think he's doing a lot of really interesting, complex and great stuff physically and vocally um, in this performance. Uh, and why the movie, I think, is a little too ambitious for its scope with trying to include everything. I don't think it's awful. It just not it's not something that I walked away from happy I watched, I guess. Uh, I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll recommend it to like my parents and people who like history, but I'm not like pining to see it again. Yeah, uh, like and I, wow. I think the first half is a lot better than the second half. I think the second half is when they start, you know, kind of going through the motions of a biopic and having all like the greatest hits included. Whereas the first half is much more civil rights stuff. Right, and I think well they bill it as this movie about the civil rights act which really when you read about it and watch this movie the passing of that bill is not that exciting i mean his reasonings behind it and decisions behind it and like kind of the bargaining behind it with certain groups be it be it the black community or certain senators that didn't want the voting rights Dixie act or something like yeah i mean that stuff's interesting but like basically 30 minutes into this movie it passes through the uh, the house you know it's already like on its way and it's mm-hmm. and then Ten minutes later, he's signing it into act, into an act. So, yeah, I was kind of at that point. I was like, "Oh, now what is the next hour and a half about?" <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and in all of it's interesting, but like those are other movies. You know what I mean? That's what I thought. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. So, um, I liked it. I did think it was. I forgot watching it. I had reminded myself later that it's adapted from a play. Um, I guess I'd be interested to like read the the stage play because. I wonder how literal it is. And was it more of a one-man show? Was it a one-man show? No. I wonder if it was a one, more of a one-man show or, you know, what. Because there's a lot of talking in this. You know, they don't really, like, you know, we'll compare it to Selma, no doubt. You know, the way that Selma sensationalizes things. You know, cinematography. From a movie standpoint. Film. Film, wise. film wise how you know, I don't mean story-wise. But I'm just saying, like, you know, they, DeVerney uses techniques in film to help the story and this doesn't really do that it's very straight just people in the oval office talking mm-hmm. which can be good sometimes but maybe not this long and maybe not mm-hmm. this many topics so i don't know right yeah that's definitely jay roach's style with him doing game change and recount they're really faithful adaptations of historic moments and i th- i don't really have a problem with the directing style and i actually don't even have a huge problem with the dialogue of the screenplay. I think the dialogue is really great in the yeah, screenplay. And the screenplay mm-hmm. is written by the playwright. Um, I just think they crammed too much into it, and mm-hmm. that's where it gets convoluted. Um, let's just, let's get, let's talk about Cranston to the to the T here, because it's it's his movie for sure. Um, and he did Trumbo with Jay Roach, the mm, director. Right, yeah. um, which I didn't see, but and you did? I did, yeah. Okay. Um, do you see uh, is there similarities at all in this? I mean, just because director and actor again at the same time. I mean, do you see any? It's no, about an eccentric I mean, writer, right? Isn't that yeah, what yeah. Is? They're both kind of animated characters that yeah. are and Out they're there. really faithful to the time period and to to the look of things. And mm-hmm. they're not flashy movies, but they're good historic movies. Yeah. Um, which one was Brian Cranston better in? This one. Really, I think okay. so. Yeah, yeah. I well, I didn't see Trumbo, but I thought he like he was Lyndon Baines Johnson. Just he was great. Yeah, I, mean, the I had a helps. hard time the seeing. Make, let's, let's not let's, yeah, the, makeup the makeup artists. They deserve a lot of credit. Right, for sure. Um, because um, like I've said, I don't really know Lyndon Baines Johnson's one of those presidents you don't really know a ton about, mm-hmm. besides the, the Civil Rights Act and the Vietnam War, and the War on Poverty. Um, war on things that don't aren't physical (laughs) they never seem to turn out very good for america um but he he like transformed into that role he was lyndon b johnson i think i read something that melissa leo was like i never met brian cranston like while on this movie oh yeah yeah so it's like okay then um you know i i thought he did amazing i guess you know he sounded like lyndon b johnson I, I don't know I guess I don't know that much about LBJ um, and he often gets painted in a negative light for a lot of things mm-hmm. um, but I wonder you know he's very eccentric in this film he's very like crazy he's very like a drunk and and I wonder jokester 
a jokester, really funny. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wonder if that's the case. He he yeah. always struck me as kind of a lethargic president, like somber that he had to take up. This yeah, job. yeah. Which you get in the first five minutes of this. You mm-hmm. get this. They're gonna remember me as the accidental president, and then the next thing you know, he's talking like, about his nutsack. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was. So I wonder which right. is which there. I mean, I think that was that supposed to be like the one we saw, and then this is the one that really was. Maybe, maybe. I, I, that was one of my main problems with the movie is I had a hard time like pinpointing where he stood yeah. on anything. Well, because one minute he's ta- he's talking about. Oh, we got to win the votes and you know it's all about winning the presidency so you can get votes and then he's talking about how we have to pass this bill because it's right and then he's talking about again about like just winning the election and you know like what is more important I don't really understand and then yeah, what, yeah and then he's talking seriously and then he drives a amphibious car into a right into well, like, which I was, was gonna, fun. I was going to leave this for the end of the episode mm-hmm. but you know do you think this paints him in a positive or negative light more if you had to choose one and i guess why i think an on, just an honest light it's not like it's not I mean, that honesty being sensationalizing he was, he was there, him he was there to win which is the, right. the thesis of his right at the end of the movie that's what he's talking about right um and that's not really for progressiveness but more for like legacy maybe and is that or no that's possible it wasn't i don't think it was clear enough to okay. what we were yeah, especially because since the major part of the civil rights movement came after the movie, not the major part of it, but the the yeah. Voting Rights yeah. Act, yeah, the yeah. the big the big ticket item, if you will, right. came after the movie was over. So, I if I had to pick, I would say positive. I th- think what he was doing to the Dixie the Dixiecrats. The dicks, the ditzy. I like ditzy. The ditzy crap. That's my party. Um, I, I, I liked what he was saying to them about like you know you have to step out of, we have to like bring you out of what the South was. I, I, I like all what he's saying there, but then he, you know, he turns around and to Martin Luther King, he's like, oh, we just gotta do this. We just, we just, we're yeah. just gonna give you two, pe- like two people at your convention. And right. So I, if I had to say, I would have to say po- positive, just because at the time. It's a tall what, order it, at the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I find it. Fa- I mean, I said I thought I took away that like he just wanted to win basically, mm-hmm. and I think it's interesting that like I kind of took that at too. the end of the movie. He's starting a war that he's not going to win, right? And that's kind of like maybe the the last twenty minutes really bothered me of this movie Why? because one, when he won the election, it was like the most anticlimactic yeah. thing. Like yeah. we've been leading yeah. for forty minutes, like. With all this election stuff, and then we get this stupid thing that doesn't, which I get it's true, but like it, it doesn't bear anything to the fucking story about how his chief of staff was caught in the bathroom. Yeah, like it's yeah, like, that was that they was, spent way too much time on it, like yeah. right. full ten minutes, like devoted to that. It's just like, what well, I don't care about this. Yeah. And then, like, you get McNamara there, like with the red envelope, and it's like, oh, that's like a real interesting story that I would like to actually hear about. And then you get everything that happens in Alabama with Martin Luther King after that. I'm like, oh, that's like a really interesting thing that right. I also want to hear about. Mississippi burning. Yeah, yeah. It's, Mississippi burning. Yeah. It's like the movie was ended. I'm like, oh, but we're just getting started. Like how did he react to the most interesting things yeah. in the 60s? Yeah. 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 Right. I don't know. Like, He's I don't like, really oh, care terrible. about your reelection. Right. right. <laughs> well, I actually think a, a more interesting movie would have been in 1968. And just like then on, like him, just, him he decided he didn't want to. Is that what happened? He decided he didn't want to run, I think. Yeah. Vietnam that's yeah. that's crazy. Discouraged you know, him. For an incumbent president to do that. Right. No, that, that would have been very shortly after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That would be a very interesting like character study. I don't know. Um, where does this stack up for you guys against other presidential performances? And I and I don't mean like Bill Pullman in Independence Day or like <laughs> Michael Douglas in the American president. I mean like people that are playing other real presidents. Um, I have not seen Lincoln. Yeah, I haven't either. Mm-hmm. Oh. But I hear that's oh, really? really good. Yeah, you know what always wows me is that like you will never know what Lincoln acted like. You know what I mean? But he was Lincoln. But he was Lincoln, right? He was from more Lincoln heard, than Lincoln. From what heard. <laughs> yeah, right. People on set thought he was Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, I can't really think of any movies that really stand out to me as like, yeah, you did a good president 
Uh, although Paul Giamatti is John Adams in John Adams. Yeah, uh-huh. also that's an great. HBO thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a miniseries. Thing, yep. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think this, the ones that are coming to mind that I'll include this in with. Uh, I mean, so Brian Cranston as LBJ, Giamatti, John Adams. Uh, Frank Langella, Frost Nixon. Frost Nixon, oh, for yeah, sure. That was good. Yeah. So good in that. God, um, and then um, Daniel Day Lewis as Lincoln. Those are the ones that are really coming to mind. But there's a lot of people in John Adams that I think do really great jobs of. Like the guy who played Washington, I thought was incredible in John Adams. Um, I forget his name. David Morris. Oh, yeah, David Morris. He did play. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I love David Morris. Yeah, yeah he did do. He did a great George Washington. I mean, again, I don't know what he did. Yeah. But he was. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking the same thing. He did a very stoic and yeah. like mm-hmm. perfect George Washington even though again he's one of those guys that's like do we really know anything about him right. um, from, what I, from what I've heard I do also like Black Thomas Jefferson and Hamilton I've never seen that. I, I haven't no seen <laughs> I haven't seen Nixon have you ever seen Nixon with the no. Oliver Stone movie Oliver Anthony Stone Hopkins, movie. Hopkins. Hopkins. Yeah. No. I haven't um, there's a movie called 13 Days that I really love. I think Bruce Greenwood does a really good JFK. Mm-hmm. I think he, he doesn't look like JFK, but he plays the character, like the, the mythical character very well and behind the, the scenes too. Um, the, the, the John Adams miniseries, that was a, a miniseries based on a David McCullough book about John Adams. He also mm-hmm. wrote a book um, about Harry Truman. And mm-hmm. that was a that was a made for TV movie in 1995 that not a lot of people have seen. I actually watched it in high school for the first time. Um, Gary Sinise plays Harry Truman. That's an amazing movie mm-hmm. and a really interesting. See that that's that's a president that people don't know a lot about, and they also he's got a lot of negative uh, things about him. Right, he really shouldn't. If you if you watch this movie and David McCall's book is supposed to be, look, here's all the things that he really paved the way for and, and did, and he had a tough time. He was another accidental president. Right, um, so that burden is, is very interesting so Gary Sinise is Truman that's one of my favorites what, what is that does it just talk about his entire presidency yeah or, oh, or yeah. just like the no, it's, it's like okay. no it's an entire presidency hmm. um, what'd you guys think of uh, Anthony Mackie as Martin Luther King did, did it first of all did, it, did that casting surprise you when you heard about it and did it live up to your expectations either way it didn't surprise me but it did not live up to my expectations okay. I didn't like it at all to really? be honest I thought he like he spoke like Martin Luther King did speeches, like in just normal conversations. Like he would talk like this and pause at specific moments in his speech or in his speaking to like important members from... of, yeah, like it was so wooden. Yeah. Like I can't imagine Martin Luther King, you know, in those meetings with, you know, activists when I'm talking about how to get the voting rights back onto the, the bill like being so like calm and not emotional about this thing but i don't know i i don't i never mm-hmm. i didn't know him <laughs> what do you think how did falcon do and that one guy from eight mile what's his name what's that character's name? I, don't I don't know um I, I it didn't bother me i don't i actually don't think he was giving a given a ton of material to work with i mean it's definitely not as interesting as david Alilo's no, character well, of course in Selma, not, you yeah. know it's like um, he didn't look like him that's yeah. for sure and yeah. he actually I don't even think he had that many dialogue lines it's mostly just him sitting Being and listening room, yeah. and I mean it's interesting to like see his you know him just sitting back and listening to what other people say and react to it I think that was that was nice but so I, I just don't think it was a big enough part for me to have an opinion on either either way well, you you make a good point in terms of Martin Luther King's role in this movie. I mean, you you make it a you you claim it as a good companion piece to Selma. Um, it kind of shows you the opposite point of view. If I recall, in Selma, they do do one of these scenes, right? Yeah, LBJ with, with LBJ, mm-hmm. correct? Um, yeah, but so it's, it's like later. seeing the opposite side of the point of view, right? And it's well, it is later, but I'm just saying, like one of the meetings. Yeah, yeah. it's a similar setting and situation mm-hmm. but you're seeing it from the other side who played Lyndon B. Johnson I think it's Tom Wilkinson oh, it was Tom Wilkinson yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, he's played in a more like negative light in that movie isn't absolutely, he absolutely yes yeah, yeah. yeah. if I recall he is like very explicitly going to um, the FBI and saying we gotta follow this guy right is that not what's happening in, in Selma mm. I thought they were like very like 
I got well maybe. in this one he said that too, but he was just like, yeah, just follow him. But it wasn't like, it, yeah. yeah one Jay, of my favorite moments when he's listening in the car yeah. with Woo! he's like, ha, ha. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Stephen Root did a really good uh, Jay. Stephen Root, yeah, he's you great. Wouldn't have called that casting twenty years ago. I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> Bill Dotrieve. Um, I. I liked those moments, but they also was a story that didn't pay off. And um, mm-hmm. it was like, why are we so preoccupied with... Like, I, you know, <laughs> Lyndon, Lyndon B. Johnson was the main character in this movie, but they treated Martin Luther King like he was the, the second main character, but he wasn't like... We didn't follow him enough to be like, yeah, this is the other main character. It was just like occasionally touched upon like his for a film about civil rights you're gonna right. find that a little ironic like yeah okay not a lot of, but it was but it is equal, a, like equal based on a play right two. yeah but it's not based on a play about, about Bain johnson yeah. so um but the, those moments i mean j edgar hoover was paranoid crazy um closeted from mm-hmm. what i understand mm-hmm. and i like that line when He's like, from from your experience. He's like, how do you know? How do you know when someone's gay? Or whatever. He's like, well, it walks funny. You know? <laughs> like, they're just, you know, the typical weird stuff. And then he's like, oh. He's like, you know, so you would, you have experienced in this? <laughs> I mean, from your work. <laughs> um, but that bit about, like, the FBI listening to them, you know, taping him and his affairs and writing that threatening letter i mean that all happened <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah yeah jagger hoover was crazy <laughs> yes he was <laughs> he's crazy um one more performance uh thing here uh brad whitford hubert humphrey mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh this is uh, eric from billy madison <laughs> yeah. this is uh I don't know. I've actually never seen The West Wing. Get the fuck out. Yeah, I've never seen it. That's awesome. Oh, my God. Well, Should I do I that before or after Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones first. Really? Yeah. All right. Anyways. Because Game of Thrones is current. West Wing, you can, we can do both. Like, what? Yeah, I don't know. You don't have time to watch two TV shows? Not now. At oh, one point. God, you're embarrassing. I know. Um, <laughs> uh, little Detroit connection here. Bradley Whitford also played Mitch Album in uh, Hallmark and ABC's Have a Little Faith. <laughs> of which I worked on. Um, Brad Whitford's awesome. He's a great guy. He's hilarious. Uh, we once went and saw Steely Dan with him, and that was cool. Weird. He, he's great. <laughs> he's he's like really funny. <clears throat> and I was extremely excited and happy, and it was, it was like really cool to see him stand toe to toe with Brian Cranston throughout this movie, and like. And Frank Langella. Yeah, and mm-hmm. Frank Langella and just kill it. I thought he was mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, he was my favorite my favorite supporting performance. Yeah, in, in this yeah it was good. He's also very good in uh, Transparent Season 1. Oh, he's in Transparent? He's very, very good. Oh, cool. Yeah. I still haven't seen that either. Yeah. These are the list of TV shows I don't watch. You, you, you don't need to. I know. don't need to rush to watch that one. Oh, I don't? No. Oh. The trans people I know are really fucking fun. So yeah. when you have like someone moping around. Oh, it's, it's like. It's, it's, a, it's a mopey like, show. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There's not enough, they're not having too much fun on that show yeah. <laughs> but they are on set with brad whitford <laughs> having a great time so but you let you as one of your favorite performances of this movie. absolutely yeah nice yeah. Yep. yeah i liked him too i really like the scene when he's trying to like talk lbj from going to war yeah and he's like yeah. he's like well, come on that, that, was that scene was scene. actually extremely frustrating scene because yeah, it it's like <laughs> fucking mcnamara bastard who well, played, who well, played him? Well, well. He looked a lot like you, him. You should, have you seen Fog of War? I have. Oh, that's what? intense. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a great doc. They basically admit him, <laughs> basically get him to admit that he yeah. like, falsified it. I understand, but he there's a little like... He caused I know. thousands I know. of Americans and millions of people to die. I know, but I like I like that doc. I like what It's it a does. great documentary, I like, but I... I, I, I it's not sympathy's not the word, obviously, but there's just like admiration. No, but like they build a, they do a really good job of building a narrative that like. I always thought you could see that then and there what was going on, in, mm-hmm. in the minds of McNamara, the president, Kennedy, even before mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, whatever. okay. 
I'm not I'm not like pro Vietnam. I'm not like <laughs> I'm like he was so right to do that. Yeah, D- domino effect, guys. Domino, <laughs> domino effect. <laughs> um. Yes. What else? Who Franklin played Jala, him? Who played him? Who played? I don't. I didn't know. I didn't recognize. He looked him. really familiar. He looked like he played a bad guy in a movie once. He has a real slimy look to him. Um, I will say that the people who played the Dixiecrats, the extremely racist Dixiecrats, that was that would have been tough to act saying the things that they said. Which brings me to my next point. Uh, I really liked the bits where they were saying this stuff and they're talking about civil rights and like granting these people, you know, basic human yeah. rights. And we have you know black butlers and black assistants and waiters and serve you know all around like in the room listening to them say this stuff that's just like downright disgusting and evil um but franklin jello uh, he did a great job of like he wasn't as racist as the <laughs> other ones <laughs> he was a racist but not as racist as the others i love the scene where, where they're talking about it and one of the servants at the white house comes to pick up the coffee tray and, and lbj mm-hmm. goes wait a second let me get that <laughs> Because yeah, like, he realized how ironic yeah. the whole situation yeah. is. Yeah. I also want to say I loved how much we saw the White House bathroom in this movie. <laughs> yeah. I've always wondered, and now I know. Yeah, he I, did I that. LBJ did that. He would. That's great. He would take craps well, and have people your, talk you, to you, him. Do you do your best <laughs> thinking in the shower and on the shitter, right? Mm, definitely. Both. I've written papers at the same time in the shower. <laughs> and... <laughs> I actually edit this podcast, but I'm sitting on the can. Oh, it's great. Well, it's peace and quiet. Yeah. No one's bothering I you. I mean, it's a little loud, but yeah. <laughs> so All blue. Right. Oh, so blue. All so right. Speaking of, uh, I think we should finish up with this maybe then. I, I did want to say, yes. and I, um, I thought there were some really great lines that they specifically included in this in this film that are extremely relevant today, and I think it was very intentional. Yeah. Uh, the line, There was one... One point, they were having like a scene with LBJ and then they like quickly cut back to I think it was Congress or maybe it was Senate at the time and someone's like you can't build a wall like next to your neighbors I'm like okay like that's yeah. a little nudge at that yeah yeah and, or what yeah when he was saying like we should we should move all the black people in the south evenly around <laughs> the United States to like disperse them so it's you know we actually have what the supposed you know liberals are asking for it's an extremely relevant movie actually and uh parallels a lot of like what is being said today to a more extreme degree well and then you get the scenes um that immediately just like flash back to me like when um um, gay marriage pass you know and people are like what am i supposed to bake a cake for like and there was there was a line that was like uh, was it a sh- no, business a podi- business. The podiatrist like yeah he needs he needs to know like who he's like doing their feet for like who, yeah. are, you, who are you to tell like you can't it's, yeah it's like this the, is all the, like it was like businesses should be able to serve whoever they want and it's not the same, it's, it's the, the same exact same thing it's the exact same thing i was thinking like, yeah and george wallace is donald trump or donald trump <laughs> is george wallace <laughs> But Donald Trump is much more rich. You know, my grandfather <laughs> was just telling me about the, there's a, also a Gary Sinise movie where he plays George Wallace. It's, a, it's called George Wallace. I, I don't mm. know if that was HBO or not, but he was just watching it. Uh, it's supposed to be really good too. Or, I like that we didn't really see George Wallace. It was only, clips, it was only like yeah. clips of him because you know I don't need to see that. Yeah. Um, I don't need to see that guy. Lastly, this is Jay Roach, um, who we mentioned did Trumbo. Um, I wouldn't say that's what he's famous for. Um, he's really he's famous for Austin Powers, Meet the Parents, Meet the Fockers, Dinner with Schmucks. I mean, these are the movies that he usually does. And that, like lately, now he's doing Trumbo in this movie. Um, <laughs> game Change and Recount. And Game Change and Recount, right? I never um, saw Recount. I never I saw, liked I, game I saw change. some of Recount. It was really good. I it didn't is. finish it. It's fascinating. Um, <laughs> but uh, you think does it surprise you to hear that this is who does these? There's a lot of range here I love it I think it's great like I, I I think it's awesome that you can do a movie like Austin Powers and you can do a movie like All the Way but could David Fincher ever do a movie like Austin Powers 
He's David fucking Fincher. I'm sure he could. No, he could. I don't think so. I don't <laughs> no, know. See, I don't know. No I, way. I don't well, think, that's the thing. He would never. He would never do that. I don't movie. think a lot of people like, could do a movie like. I Austin disagree. Powers. And I, I and I don't I want. I, my the, my reason for bringing this up is is uh, Jay Roach. I don't want this to discourage you from doing another Austin Powers movie because you should. <laughs> should he? Yes. It's Mike Myers. I want it. My dream Austin Powers movie does not star Mike Myers. They they reboot it. Beyonce. And it, and then what they do is they 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 do the similar they do a similar story but he's from the eighties and he and he's coming back into the future from today, so instead of the sixties and the nineties it's like the eighties and now, hmm. but they make fun of reboots the whole movie. Oh. That's what my that's what my dream Austin okay. Powers movie would be. Why don't you write it? Because I am not fucking funny like Jay Roach and Mike Myers are. Um, um, well, I was gonna say that like. People who comedy is really hard, and people who can direct and write and act comedy can do drama. Yeah, right. you can't say that for people in drama. I, I agree. They it's can't do true. comedy. Yeah. Like you could take you Adam, Adam McKay. Adam McKay directed yeah. directed tons of stuff, and he did a more serious movie with comedic elements. But I could never see somebody like David Fincher or Oliver Stone doing a comedy. It would be a mess. It wouldn't be funny mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Comedy's way, way harder. Yes. Yeah. Way harder. For sure. You have to be funny. You do. Um, all right. So <laughs> like David Fincher does not strike me as a funny person. <laughs> yeah. no. Neither does Oliver Stone. Um, all right. Um, thumbs up, thumbs down, quick. Thumbs up if you're interested in history yeah, and you want to see a too. good performance, I, I but thumbs down if you're looking for something else to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I'm, I'm on the same page there, Colin. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a thumb, big thumbs up for Brian Cranston and the rest of the performances. Um, as far as you know, a history lesson and a good biopic, it's a big thumbs down. Yeah. Where the beauty of Selma was its simplicity in telling one story start to finish. One is, moment of a large story. Yeah, right? this is that was a good kinda idea. Ju- kind of jumbled. Um, all right, let's finish up here with some uh, Netflix video on demand recommendations, which is clearly not all the way. Um, <clears throat> what else did you guys watch this week? What are you recommending, Mitch? Uh, I saw that Dope is on Netflix. Oh, guys. yes, it is. I yeah. Suggest. Have you guys watched that yet? No, I still haven't. Uh, it's, uh, I'm going to watch it right after West Wing and Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, uh, well, I, we, I saw that. I was the only one of our three trio yes. who saw that last uh, year in our little indie episode. Um, and I liked it. It's good. Um, there's some funny moments in it and some uh, well-crafted moments, but there's also some moments where you're scratching your head. I recommend it because it's different. It's interesting. Um, and it's got a couple future stars. The girl in it, who I can't remember her name, she is in Neighbors 2. Oh, cool. Um, and it also has... I can't remember. It's not important. Anyway, <laughs> I also want to recommend uh, the TV show on Netflix called uh, The Characters. It's a comedy show. It's about different characters. Well, it's like acted and directed by different character actors and comedians. And it uh, each episode has like a focus for each person. Nice. And it's good. Very funny. Some Detroit flavor in there. Mm, Tim Robinson. Cool. Yummy. Planet Ants Own. Colin. Yeah. Um, well, Mitch recommended this last week. Uh, I've watched a few episodes, and I'm going to jump on the bandwagon of recommending Lady Dynamite on Netflix. Uh, now, I'm going to caution it. This is not for everyone, and I know that. <laughs> what it's a very particular brand of humor. Uh, weird stuff. It's so weird. It is so weird, but so funny. Like, so irreverent. Wait, like... Is there a demographic you think would not like this, or is it just like a sense of humor that some people have? Like, or is it like like? Yeah, like I think you have to have a really funny and good <laughs> sense of humor and a little bit twisted at times. Too. Twisted, okay. Yeah, like my parents would fucking hate this show. Okay. I know that. Oh, there you go. That's what I was but, um, looking for. And I'm, some of my friends might not even like it, um, just because you know they're not funny. But <laughs> do you? Sorry, I can't all have funny friends. Do you have a comparison? Like a, the comedy. It's it definitely has like some thirty rock vibes to me. Okay. Um, but in terms of that else? twistedness, is there is there a comp there? It's not not really twisted, more like subversive. I think is the word I like to use sometimes to describe things. Yes, and this <laughs> might be one of those instances. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Um, well, so you like it? How many episodes are you? I've watched four, 
and I and this is another thing like you know Netflix they normally binge watch stuff this is something I can watch an episode or two of and then like it is such high energy so like over the top that like I can't watch multiple episodes of it but it's so funny and some of the situation that she's in and some of the this is an episode about racism that is so funny. <laughs> it's well, so funny. funny. <laughs> it's, it's unless you're a victim of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not very funny. <laughs> it's it, it's a it's a ridiculously funny show that uh, I'm recommending. Nice. Cool. I finally finished because I watched half of it at one point. And I finished half of it last week. Uh, Fruitvale Station. Finally, mm. um, if you listen, you know I loved Creed. I'm extremely excited for Black Panther and after seeing Fruitvale Station. Mm. And I know it's only two movies, but Ryan Coogler is one of my favorite directors out there right now. And I'm very excited to see where his career goes. Um, and as, you know, as much as I'm excited for Black Panther um, and movies and Creed 2, to be honest with you, um, I do want to see him do some something like this again at, at some point. You know, kind of, a, kind of like a straighter, like simpler, not blockbuster kind of movie um, that's... that's you know, he's been saying that the Black Panther is going to be his most personal film, but you watch Fruitvale Station, that you find that hard to believe. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but because I don't mean maybe maybe it's not personal to him, but it is a personal film. Like, yeah. you know, you're. I haven't seen it because it looks sad. It's not happy. No, it's <laughs> yeah, not that's a happy the movie thing. at all. I, I don't kind know. Of, <laughs> kind of made me sad the rest of the night, but yeah, it's just crazy how that movie came out and I mean this isn't anything new that was happening in the black community but like that movie came out right, right before right time, yeah. white people got like used to like like realizing shit like this happens all, all the time, time yeah. yeah so yeah that's so. yeah so I definitely recommend Fruitvale Station it's on Netflix it's been on Netflix for a while it's short so it's not it's like an hour and 20 or something so mm-hmm. you know take a lunch break and watch it, it um, it's shot like uh like found footage, almost. not found footage, but you know, it's, it's not very, very documentary very style. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's why it's got that personal feel to it. I've seen bits. Yeah. Um, so that is it for us this week's episode for All the Way. Um, we'll be back maybe next week. We'll see. It is Memorial Day week, end and week, so we'll see if we do catch a movie and if we can find a time to record. But if not, we'll be back the next week. Um, if you have any comments on the movies we've watched or things that you want us to watch, email us at warwordsfilmcast at gmail.com or hit us, up, hit us up on Twitter at wordsdet. Uh, for Colin and Mitch, <clears throat> I'm Kale. We'll see you next time. Bye. Okay. To be near right. you when you need someone to cheer you all the way. This has been a woodwordsdetroit.com production. Your Detroit Avenue to alternative pop culture talk. Tree is, that's how it's got to feel. <laughs>